But I also kind of like the way the tongue happened. You kind of like the way the tongue happened. You know what I'm talking about. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Talented Podcast, brought to you by us over at adzhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is fucking nobody, because Jake's gone this week. It's a ghost. He's traveling or whatever. But sitting next to where Jake would be is someone else who's going to ghost ride the whip. It's Mark. That's me. We already have a ghost synergy joke going. I didn't even know that was going to (laughs) happen. Look at us. Look at how it happens. Where is Jake, Mark? I don't know. I mean, Ah. I don't know. It's Thanksgiving time. He's off familizing. Yeah, it is Thanksgiving time, and so uh, you and I are going to be holding down the fort this week, buddy. Yeah, we are. This is the fun yeah, fort. But, but hey, we're bringing the brand new content, so that's a thing. I got to tell you, I knew that Jake was going to be gone, so in his stead, I went ahead and found something that would be more funny, more seasonal than him. Um, I have a list of Thanksgiving jokes pulled up from Reader's Digest, so... Ooh, Billy. Yeah. yeah, Jake would hate that. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> already we're uh yeah, we're better off. I think we are. Now, maybe we'll keep I making permit. Jake. He doesn't listen. I don't know why I'm talking to him. <laughs> for those of you unfamiliar with our crackerjack operation, this is gonna be a real weird intro for you, but we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh this week we watched 2008's Thanks Killing. And we're kind of on a, what, this is the second year of our two-year tradition of trying to watch Thanksgiving movies around Thanksgiving. Um, And we Uh will dive into that, and both times, woof, Uh, we'll dive into that movie uh, and talk all the way about it. And when we do, we're going to spoil the shit out of it, so fair warning on that one. Uh, But first, we'd better do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do beers for fears. Say, Mark. Yes? What are your beers for these fears? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, Kind of a hard movie to beer. The loyal listener will know that I live in Salt Lake City, which means I'm hamstrung by the things that my state is allowed to sell me. Uh, Yeah, not many. But I got to tell you, I'm pretty sure I nailed it. I am drinking two beers. I am drinking Dogfish Head's 60-minute IPA and Sierra Nevada's Celebration Fresh Hop IPA. (laughs) Now, this is a very short movie. It's it's a little bit longer than an hour, but I feel like if you were to cut off the credits, we're talking in the 60s still. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think if you cut out the intro credits, too, we're talking a tight 59-30. So, that's what I'm saying. 60-minute IPA. Also, I, Look, that is, that is a fantastic one. That might be the best one we've ever had, frankly. Also, Celebration IPA. Thanksgiving is a celebration of our friends and family and murderous turkeys. So... Yeah. Yeah, you might expect me to give you a shit for that one, but I'm not going to because my beer for the week is uh, Shiner Box Holiday Cheer. Or, excuse me, Shiner's Holiday Cheer. Um, it, it's, you can see the bottle here, Mark. It's lovely. Um, okay. Now the loyal listener will remember that, uh, Jake and I have talked before about how Shiner makes us feel like college times. Cause we used to drink a lot of Shiner when we go to trivia nights in college. And this movie came out in 2008, which is squarely college times for us. Kind of, kind of the best of college times. So that's one thing. And then two, the holiday thing, cheer, Thanksgiving. Yay. Jack, it's a great pick. But uh-huh. uh, I'm a little uh-huh. concerned because you could have used that for any of the holiday movies we're about to watch in the coming yeah. months. 
Sure. And I mean, look, man, I'm going to level with you. You don't generally pick the best beers. So hey, hey, you might have wanted okay, to keep well, this one in your stable. <laughs> well, okay, look, in my defense, it's not like it's the only holiday beer that exists. That, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. You, you're just you're re- having picked a different holiday beer. You're going to drink Ninkasi <laughs> Slayer for four weeks straight. <laughs> and then I also have a Rainier. Um, and sure. it's not just my backup beer this week. It's a reprise of when we watched... Uh, Poultrygeist for Thanksgiving last year. I picked Rainier because they didn't bother to give a shit about the movie, so I didn't bother to give a shit about my choice. That's a little bit less applicable this year. Uh, review spoilers, but it's still a little bit applicable. So, uh, okay, I'll allow this under one condition. Okay, you drink it so that the label is not facing the camera. Uh, yes, done. Okay, perfect. There is a very prominent scene in this movie at the beginning where they're all definitely just drinking Keystone Light. But they very carefully hold <laughs> yeah, each Keystone but Light. The only thing you can see is the barcode and the labeling on the back. <laughs> Keystone Light did yeah. not sponsor this movie in a move pretty smart for Keystone Light. Uh, look, we're going to get into this, but this movie has a budget of $3,500, so... I That's, I think, higher than the number I read. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well, I'm very excited to talk about all that shit. But first, Mark... Yes? Drinking beers and watching Thanksgiving maybe isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. And little peek behind the curtain here, it's been more than a week. We had to repack an old episode, then we had HRR to do. So there's been a little bit of stuff that's been rocking our horror worlds, I hope. Otherwise, it's going to be a boring segment. Mark, what else has been rocking your horror world? So, so many things. Uh, I actually meant to bring this first so one up full last week. Um. Because we we did The Exorcist, for those of you unaware. Mm-hmm. Uh, I But we ended up doing uh, HRR, Horror Release Roundup Discussion, beforehand, so I never really had a chance. I watched The Devil and Father Amorth, which is the documentary that William Friedkin released in 2017 following Father Amorth, who's this Italian priest, um, as he goes on a real-world exorcism. Um, nice. Well, kind of nice. Nice in concept. I... William Friedkin's kind of hard to watch. Yeah. And, and look, real-world exorcisms are horrible and lead to legitimate deaths of people with mental illnesses, and we need to like get all that shit out front right It's terrible. It's yeah, terrible. I mean, this is not an Emily Rose scenario. It's not like she's bending and twisting and breaking her neck or back or anything. She's just sort of like she's upset and in a chair, and he's praying or something. I don't want to give away, the, like, the... I mean, the meat of the movie is seeing the actual exorcism. Supposedly, this is the first exorcism that the Catholic Church has sanctioned and also allowed to be filmed. There you um, go. So, you got that hook going into it. There's a little bit... Uh, there's a few morsels at the beginning about him filming the exorcist and, like, uh, talking to... What was the guy's name? William Peter Beatty. Is he the author of the book? And kind of setting up the stage in Georgetown and stuff. So there's like some nice movie trivia stuff at the beginning. And then they fly over to Italy and the rest of the movie is um, basically this exorcism thing. And he follows the same notes as The Exorcist where he talks to doctors and psychologists and all this stuff. He takes all this film and then shows it to them. And they're like, so does the devil exist? And all the doctors are like, well, no. But she's she's clearly emotionally disturbed, but I'm not really willing to say what she has without any type of scientific evidence. So I don't know. Okay. It's in the movie. Oh, I just had my first sip of Shiner Holiday Cheer. That tastes bonkers. Holy shit. What? Could you put it into words other than bonkers? Is there peach? It might be peach flavored. Excuse me. That sounds delightful. 
Oh, it might be. For that, it was just kind of shocking, and I didn't like it. Okay, sorry. Carry on. Didn't mean to interrupt. That was just very surprising for me. Um, this is available on Netflix. It is available to download. I watched this on a plane, actually, flying back from a vacation. Uh, and it's a pretty tight, like, I don't know, 80 or 90 minutes. If you're into documentaries, you like the world of The Exorcist, and you're curious about what a real-world exorcism might be, take a look at this one. The only reason I found it kind of difficult to watch was because, obviously, it's a little self-serving in the sense that, like, the movie relies upon the assumption that you want exorcisms to be real. So it leans it, it, it leans heavily into the, we're not biased, and we're interviewing all the people, but, like, also, aren't exorcisms real? It, oh, I've also read that it's, like, Catholic Church propaganda in terms of they let this one get filmed because they wouldn't let their priests murder people. <laughs> Well, I I haven't seen that. I that wouldn't surprise me. It is a very innocuous scene. Um, right. As a side note, it's all in Italian too. So, you know, if you want to practice your you language go. skills, there's that. Hey, speaking of Netflix, I watched another thing, which is called "Don't Watch This." Um, oh, okay. I thought you were going to talk about something I'd watch too, but I have decidedly not watched anything called "Don't Watch This." Mark, you ignored the instructions on the tin guy. Yeah. Uh, pretty solid advice. Probably should have paid attention. <laughs> But I okay, so there's a lot to be said about this. Uh, Don't watch this is a series of short films. It's five short films. The whole thing, the whole package takes 20 minutes. What I find funny about it is that it's packaged as a season of a show. So the whole season is 20 minutes long. And there's so uh, it, it, I. I already don't understand. The season is 20 minutes long? So you know how on Netflix things are either a movie and there's like one thing that is X amount of minutes or there are more things than that and it's packaged as a season and it's they don't give you the individual like timestamp. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's packaged as parts. It either lists it as 90 minutes or one season or two seasons. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you scroll over this, it says one season and you're like, all right, what is this thing? And then you go into it. And it's five completely unrelated short films, uh, ranging okay, between two minutes and nine minutes. Okay. Um, so I love this concept. This is phenomenal. Netflix should do this, where we just have like a bucket to dump all of the internet's coolest like yeah, short yeah, films Netflix. in. That'd Keep be doing f- it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, these are not the internet's best short films. <laughs> um. <laughs> There were, I mean, there are high notes. The first one is, uh, they, I don't know, I can't remember what they were individually called, but it's the one where there's like drama between three teenage girls. Um, and it runs along the same lines as the Valentine's Day episode from Holidays. Uh, that one was solid. And then there's another one, solid one called Keep Out, I want to say, that's sort of like a found footage let's go explore this haunted house type of situation that one was pretty decent the other three which are the shorter ones they're like two minutes long one is just a straight up rip off of like the videotape from the ring <laughs> one is the guys from the new queer eye remake making a horror movie which is interesting Wait, really it's, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've watched that whole new season of queer eye I, it's delightful okay well watch the la- defined don't watch this ignore the instructions on the tin and watch the last <laughs> one it's two minutes long don't watch most of this. It's an American <laughs> exact. Don't watch eighty percent of this. Um, it's an American psycho riff thing that they're doing. Um, I mean, my wife and I are gonna watch that tonight. Okay. It takes yeah. it takes two minutes of your life. There's almost there's no risk involved in this. I mean, look, if you're interested <laughs> in this concept, 
might as well give it a watch. I didn't find any one of them particularly compelling, but as a package, I do think it's interesting to just like throw a bunch of horror short films onto oh, Netflix. Totally. And this is a yeah, great yeah. way to do it. I don't know. It's curated by a company. I, I frankly, I should have written it down. I, I don't know. But um, very unprofessional. I man. want more of this. Even if I don't, awesome. even if I disagree with the individual content on there, I want all of this to be. I mean, that's a great new avenue for Netflix to drive down. That was don't watch this on Netflix. Um, <laughs> you got anything else, buddy? The last thing. This is a bigger thing, actually. For my birthday, my lovely wife planned a large vacation for us down to San Jose and San Francisco. Uh, and part of that vacation, it was basically a horror themed. Look, I'm turning 30. I don't want to uh, belabor or talk much about this i'm in an existential crisis but uh she thought it would be hilarious to theme a 30 year old birthday trip around horror uh so we went to the winchester mansion and the alcatraz night tour both of which famously haunted i guess um uh alcatraz a little less so i think but there's, yeah, I think I think they try and play it up a little bit on the night tour, but uh, I mean, it is honestly the more eerie one was Alcatraz, but also you're on an island in the middle of a fucking ocean, like yeah, it's fucking Alcatraz. Uh, <laughs> and by the time you're on the like the last boat out of the night tour, there's like ten people in the actual prison, and one of the park rangers takes you up to the hospital wing, and you see the cell where the Birdman lived for ever. That's really cool. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, there's like no, when there's no one up there and it's pretty quiet and you're just kind of like walking around in the cells and stuff. Um, it was a cool experience. I really liked Alcatraz. Have you done both of these before, Jack? I've done Alcatraz before, not the night tour. Okay. And I've done the Winchester house, um, but not like, uh, I've done the, like, you pay entry and you get to wander around their, like, curated things. I didn't go on any kind of tour or anything like that. Winchester was definitely the more touristy of the two. Um, yeah, it's kind of depressing, right? I sent you, well, I sent you this picture. There's a, like, carnival-style win-a-prize shooting gallery uh, set up in, like, the visitor's garden lobby thing. Which I think is just in poor taste. This lady was trying to build bit. this home to escape the ghosts of all the people that her family killed during the Civil War and the ensuing conflicts. And they built a fucking shooting gallery on the property. I mean, come on. <laughs> or maybe it's a meta commentary on how ghosts aren't real. And the Winchester house was built with the money of Winchester. But also, if you win the, uh, if you win the top prize, you get haunted by a ghost of the Civil War soldier. So... <laughs> <laughs> I made that last part up. Uh, the tour itself was actually pretty cool. They're kind of crowded. Did you? Or did you win the prize and you know for sure? There was actually no one manning the booth, <clears throat> and I wasn't Good. going to Great. spend the money on it. Lovely. So I did not participate. Mark, there hasn't been a guy manning that booth for about <laughs> 25 years. Mark, that, that booth burned down 15 years ago this <laughs> night. Um, the tours are pretty cool. I would say if you're going to go... Um, do both. So there's two different tours. There's the standard tour that everyone goes on. There were probably 30 or 40 people on our tour. And when you're trying to cram people into like, you know, the seance room that can probably only hold like five people and you have 30 people on your tour, that's, it gets a little claustrophobic and not in the sure. way that's like actually interesting claustrophobic. There's just too many people. Um, but yeah. then we did the, uh, explore more tour, which they also offer afterward. That is, I think there were like five people on it and we got like a much more in-depth experience. You go up into the attic, you walk across the roof, you go down into the cellar, um, and see all like, look, the house is pretty cool but the attic and cellar 
are cooler. <laughs> right. So my recommend, honestly, both of those experience, Alcatraz and um, the Winchester Mystery House, super interesting experiences. I would recommend them purely for the sake of like having done them. The yeah, Winchester I mean, Mystery House got to see right. The Winchester House also has a pretty cool like uh, firearms museum that you can do like while you're waiting that I thought was kind of interesting. That was a little bit of an unsung hero of the trip. And Mark, um, about the about the Winchester House, did you feel like I did in that like we both knew about the Winchester House before seeing it, right? Obviously, you know oh, about the yeah. Winchester House yeah, 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 and it's yeah. fucked up. Uh, for me, at least, the pictures of it and the descriptions of it did not do justice to actually like seeing the staircase and door just to a fucking wall or whatever it was so much weirder to actually be there and see it yeah and so there were two kind of complicating factors here one of which was we went a few days we went on like november 2nd or something like that so a few days after halloween and they put on this whole thing for halloween where they creepy up the place and they were like halfway through the process of taking all the decorations down so as we were walking (laughs) through the individual rooms they're like oh don't mind the dolls the dolls are just set dressing and we're like oh well okay (laughs) jesus secondarily it is owned by a private like llc something or other thing and i'm pretty sure they are still like bound by safety code so walking through you do see things that i'm pretty sure like there's a door that's just in the floor for example and i'm pretty sure that door is just supposed to be in the floor but because of osha as a thing and because it's in california they built like a safety rail around it and they make it look of the era and all this stuff but i mean I don't think there was supposed to be a safety rail around it. Right. I, I feel compelled to say it's probably not because of OSHA. It's just because of liability laws, but uh, that's fine. Okay, whatever. Tomato, tomato. They're all the same thing. <laughs> um, I recommend you guys go on, all of our listeners out there, if you're in the area, these are fun excursions. They don't take that much time. They're not that expensive. And it's like a nice little checkbox you can go on. So go yeah. do. Worth seeing. Worth seeing. Especially if you're nice. filled with existential dread on an upcoming upcoming birthday, you know? <laughs> Uh, what else you got, Mark? That's all I got, so let me turn it back on you, Jack! Yeah! What has been rocking your horror world? Well, I'll tell you what's been rocking my horror eight minutes, or however fucking long you've been talking. I did a little bit more research on this beer I purchased. I read the text (laughs) on the back of it. Uh, Brewed with peaches and pecans. Um, Wow, that's a strange combination. That sounds like it would make a great pie. Reading to you from this, from this, yes, it does. Reading to you from this bottle, uh, this old world Dunkelweizen brewed with Texas peaches and roasted pecans. Texas uh, multi flavors. I don't care for it, Mark. I don't like it. It's been rocking my horror world, and I'm staring at the rest of a six pack that I don't. Mm, oh, you know what I do when I have to about. drink beer that I don't particularly like? Strapito. Uh, well, that, or I drink a bunch of other beer, and then I just drink that beer. Well, that's, I mean, that's what, look, I'm on track for that, You've got some Rainiers in front of you? I sure do. I've heard tell that you've had some Gimlets today, so you're tracking well. Well, I don't appreciate you disclosing that particular part of my personal life, but yes, I've had a Gimlet or two. I mean, I was drinking some gin and tonics before we started, so we're on the same boat. It's okay. Look, that'll happen. Yeah. Look, that'll happen. It's a a Friday, listener. You know, we gotta gotta (laughs) let our hair down. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, so that's what's been rocking my horror eight minutes. Uh, but for what's been rocking my horror world, it, it's honestly been a lot. It's been a lot for any one of us. It's been a lot for me. I'm going to have shit, and I want to have shit to talk about when you guys have more stuff. So I'm going to save some of it in the bank. So today, I'm going to talk about a few different TV shows and a movie that I saw. Okay. Um, Thank you for the, the roadmap. First of the, you bet, buddy. I'm, it's like, uh, you know, a standard book report. Here's what I thought about this book. Um, 
<laughs> starting with the new season of American Horror Story. I hadn't really gotten into. My wife and I really enjoyed some of the seasons of American Horror Story. Okay, right? well, I, hold I, on, I re- pause. Which yes, let's let's before we talk about is the new one called Cult. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Before yeah, we cult. talk about Cult, let's talk about everything building up to the, what's your AHS pedigree. What's going sure. on? So season one has been my favorite. Interesting. Bold choice. Um, I. I actually liked Freak Show quite a bit. I think that was my second favorite. I've watched Freak Show twice through. Freak Show was the best half season of horror that they've made. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, I'll agree with that. Coven was very good. Interesting. I haven't seen Coven. Um, it's a little bit boring, but it's actually working. Like, it does it for a reason. It's building some shit, and they need to build it at the pace they build it. All right. And then the other ones are kind of unwatchable to me. Yeah. It's numbered. Yeah. One is... So that's... One is great. One is when they're trying to like find their stride. So honestly, like one of the most interesting moved like episodes of TV to watch is the pilot of the whole thing, the season one. They episode go one. for some fucking shit. They man. do every single haunted house horror trope in that show, and it's like a fifty-minute episode, and they hit every single one of them. It's amazing. It's it's like watching, I it's like watching an ADD kid perform his interpretation or her interpretation of what a horror haunted house show should be. But it's also one of those things where they recognize this is like kind of one of the precursors to this new era of what like shows on cable late night can do. So they had a bunch of stuff just to have it. Like they have the, what spiky dildo in season, just shit. They because they can get away with it. They threw it in there. Yeah. It felt like, okay. <laughs> so now let's talk about cult. Yeah. Colt has been kind of a rough one just because That's upsetting. it's it's so it's not rough. I think it's very well made. It's rough personally, especially for for myself and my lovely wife. Like it's it's pretty political. And so like kind of at the end of the day, especially after a long week, it's like I don't want to see a good, accurate, visceral representation of like a luna right wing lunatic. I see plenty of that shit in my day. Yeah, that's on life. CNN. Like <laughs> yeah, like I don't fucking need a lot. And sure, uh, what what's his name? Evan Peters. What's what's the the guy's guy's name? I'm gonna trust you on that one. I don't have it pulled up. That I sure. think it's Evan Peters. His first or last name is Evan or Evans. I, I, it's honestly, either Peter Evans I, or Evan Peters. We're not sure. Yeah, I, I think it's Evan <laughs> Peters. He does a fantastic job as this like crazy guy. But it's it's so we we He's tried Lobster a few Boy, different. Right? That's who you're talking about. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, we tried a few different times to get into it. Um, and just had to be like, ah, you know what? I really don't feel like watching this right now. Glad I did, though. It is a good season. They have some really cool cinematographic shots uh, and scares that they're doing. Dropping the cinematographic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Overall, um, it's not it's not going to top any of my, my three favorite seasons of American Horror Story, but I haven't finished it yet, uh, but it is good. It so, is, I think, worth a watch. Hard to get through. Better than Asylum. Yes, better than Asylum. Better than Hotel. Yes, better hotel. I didn't eat. Oh God, <laughs> better than Roanoke. Yep. Okay, so it's a solid fourth. Uh, I'd say so, but I haven't finished it yet. Okay. So it might. Yeah, it's a solid fourth right now. Yeah. Cool. Uh, except for those other seasons are much more accessible. What? Well, so you say that, but also they're all available on Netflix. I, I just mean accessible in terms of it didn't feel like a chore to sit down and start a few different times. Oh. Like you and I have easier. different experiences with American Horror Story. <laughs> have you started this season? No, I have not. But also, I mean, season one, actually, to your point, is arguably the best season. I feel like that one flowed the best. And then all the other ones I've had to like actively force myself to get through. And this one is that, and then also on top of something I don't really want to be watching. So uh, hard, hard barrier to entry, but overall better quality, I think. 
Um, okay. A little bit more. It feels like a little bit more creative liberty given in a lot of different directions. So cool, cool stuff. There. For the so listener, one. Uh, that is recently added to Netflix, right? In the in its entirety. So that's yeah, I think so. It. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, so that's one of the shows I've been watching. I also, my lovely wife and I watched The Haunting of Hill House. Oh yeah, um, I have some things to say about this on Netflix. Okay, cool. So you have have you seen this? I have then? seen it in its entirety, and I. Continue to think that Mike Flanagan is the single best thing Netflix has ever done. Okay, so I think I can safely speak for both of us when I say fucking watch this. There's literally no reason not to. It's so good. Actually, you know what? I have not read it, but from what I understand, read the book. The the, the book's fantastic. The, I Have you read it? Yes. Oh, well, fuck. Yeah, okay, I'm Mr. Literate over here. The book was nominated <laughs> for like best book of the year award or, or whatever in a time where like women authors were not recognized for that type of thing 58 57 maybe 58 i think early um and it goes from what i understand it goes in a little bit of a different direction they really punch up the family drama type stuff for the netflix version but um and and obviously there's a lot of differences right the netflix version bounces back between like modern day and 92 right so frankly and my lovely wife can attest to this it took me at least two episodes to figure out that there weren't these two things were not concurrent that's my note. There's seven different family members and two different time periods. It's so fucking complicated. And they're shot in the same... They're, they don't do anything to say, now we're... Aside from changing actors, they don't do anything to say, okay, now we're in the... Whatever it would have been, 80s or 90s or 30s or whatever it's supposed to be shot in. And now we're in modern times. They just There's cut directly cl- from the kids as adults to the kids as kids. And I... There's nothing clearly linking them between timelines either like i think it would have been a really cool move to do like a breaking bad character color like assign each character a color to link them between the times they don't do anything like that they just trust you to be smarter than at least i am uh yeah well and my lovely wife picked up on it immediately and admonished me for not being (laughs) able to follow along and would frequently pause and sigh and be like oh well this is what we're watching now just so you know have you, have you ever seen that time. episode of Seinfeld with the channel where Jerry and Elaine are like, now who's this guy? Why is this guy in the channel? I thought this was the other guy. I kept making that joke to my wife who did not appreciate it. Uh, yeah. I think our lives are pretty parallel to each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of unappreciative uh, commentary. <laughs> yeah, uh, so not only was I not understanding and demanding she explain it to me, I was also making dumb Seinfeld jokes throughout. So with that being said, there are two timelines there is only one family. The family is comprised of five characters. The fa- I yeah, should say the family comprises Well, we don't want to spoil characters. anything. Let's, yes, yes. For the sake of not spoiling, uh, let's say yes. Okay. That's a weird thing to say. Um, There's but, a different number of characters between the timelines. No, they're, okay, whatever. Um, that's a spoiler, Jack. You just spoiled the hell God out of this thing. It. God damn it. Um, and now that you have that knowledge, now that you're armed with that intelligence, go into this thing, watch it, enjoy it for what it is. It's 10 episodes, which is, I mean, it's 10 hours. Yes. And, uh, I am completely hijacking your segment, Jack. What did you think Uh, about it? Tell us. I fucking loved it. It's, it's fantastic. It's a little bit slow in the kind of like episodes two through six zone, I'd say, but still worth Uh, it. I mean, let's, let's be real here. Steven fucking sucks. Steven's the guy who you open with. <laughs> uh, I think he's the oldest brother. And he, he is just suck. a chore. He does suck. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, 
it's uh, um, but yeah, to spoil I agree. Once you get past him, you. you're good. It's worth watching. You should definitely check it out. Flanagan continues to find new cool ways to frame scares, and it's great. And then, so I was completely done with the series, and then I found out there was this article on Vulture that said, here's all the ghosts you didn't see. Have you read this thing? I haven't yet, but I want to. So it's on my, like, go back and look at this shit list. Yeah. um, Flanagan hit a ghost in, like, most of the scenes that you don't really even realize. It's it's a trick of, like, the framing, where, like, you're obviously focusing on the action that's happening in the shot, but then, like, if you just pause and look off to the side, there's always, like, someone in the background. This house is haunted. I'm not spoiling anything. There's ghosts in the background. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, look, it's, it's, pitched as a supernatural horror show so that's not like fucking spoilers yeah but i mean it's to the point where like the establishing shot of the house has when you like first see the grand staircase it's supposed to just be like this b-roll shot and there's a ghost standing between two of the barristers banisters whatever and you never see <laughs> yeah, between it. two of the barristers there, there are, are also powdered wigs and the robes yeah exactly near the magistrate <laughs> go watch this yeah, go watch this. It's fantastic. Um, another horror show I've been watching, also a Netflix joint, is uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I struggle to say because it's not The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. It's like Dave Matthews Band. Well, There's yeah. no the in front of it for some inexplicable reason. You have reason. a long and storied history. You have a long and storied history of struggling with whether or not to use the word the. Well, that's why I was being careful, and there's no. That's all I'm going to say about that. Sure. Okay, good. Um, this is set. Uh, I I can confirm now. This is in the same universe as Riverdale, the TV show. Um, uh-huh. the director of many episodes of Riverdale also directs many episodes of this. This is with um, what's the the young woman's name from the daughter from Mad Men? Oh, Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, yes, you nailed it. Perfect. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. What's her actual name? Uh, why are you putting me on the spot? <laughs> this seems like a terrible idea on your part. I don't know. I haven't watched uh, Kiernan, it. It's rocking Kiernan your Shipka. horror world. Kiernan Shipka. Oh, Kiernan. Nice yeah, name. Kiernan Shipka is the daughter from Mad Men, right? She And then she was in February slash The Black Coat's Daughter. Um, and now she's doing this thing. Oh. She plays Sab- okay. Yeah, yeah. She, she plays Sabrina. Um, it's a fine show and like it's got that Riverdale thing of I want to keep watching it but I have so many fucking problems with it okay list them without spoiling anything my primary problem with it is this is a show about kind of like Satanism right her she's a witch but she's a real witch has magic powers all that stuff it's Sabrina the teenage witch but this is pitched as it being Satan worship right so all the witches are Satan worshipers and okay. in the first episode, it's kind of pitched as like a, just an alternative to worshiping God, right? But then the show makes it very clear, minor spoilers, m- very minor spoilers, but the show makes it clear that the devil that they're worshiping is the devil as like you and I understand it. It's actually the literal devil. The so worst it's, it, it's just the fucking... embodiment of evil. Yeah, and then half the fucking characters are worshiping the evilest imaginable thing, and but you still wants me to root for him while Sabrina's fighting against the devil. So I'm like, okay, uh, sure, but I kind of don't give a shit about her aunt anymore because her aunt's a devil worshiper. So, fuck it. Wait, are we? Is payment okay? First question: Is payment involved? No. Okay, cool. That's season two. Uh, second <laughs> question: Yeah, how in the hell is this going to intertwine with Riverdale? 
Uh, she's in Greendale, which is a town kind of near Riverdale. R- Riverdale. Are we about to inject magical realism into Riverdale? So I kept hoping there was going to be a Riverdale episode with Sabrina in it. No, instead, one of the characters from Riverdale High makes his way onto this show. And I won't say what happens to him. Uh, does he get turned into a cat? No. Okay, well, it's then not, I am that, uninterested. Salem, from what I can tell, spoilers on this point, too. This is also not important spoilers. Salem does not appear to be a pervert locked in a cat's body, so they made that change also. I mean, that's smart of them. That was a weird 90s relic. Uh, this show is weird in a lot of other ways. One of, one of the episodes, here's another problem I have with the show. Episode three or some fucking shit is a court drama, like a court procedural drama, but in hell court. Ooh, I am so interested now. It's infuriating. Jack, I know I, you just did the exact opposite of what you wanted to do. I am no, now sold. I know. It sounds interesting, but you aren't because all they do is just flip everything that happens in normal court. So instead of saying order in the court, the demonic bailiff says disorder in the court. But he says it when people are already being disorderly to try and return the court to order, so it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> oh, God, it made me so mad. I had to try, we, My wife and I had to take three stabs at watching this episode because I kept getting too angry. And then there's just a human who's like a devil lawyer also. Oh, uh, that's redundant. Oh, you just have to say lawyer. God. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. God uh, damn it. Okay. I have no further questions. Look, it's on Netflix, and... Uh, is it as good as Riverdale? Is it even approaching no. the quality level of Riverdale? It's clearly not as good as uh, Riverdale. Look, it's it's it, it's not. And I fucking hate Riverdale, but I cannot stop watching it. I'm obsessed with it. I think about Whoa! it every night. Ch- Let's not say things you can't take back, buddy. Look, I Riverdale is one of the worst shows. It's so, like... Uh, it's it's great. It's fantastic, and I'm obsessed with it. And I watch every episode as soon as it comes out. So here's the thing about that: you're objectively wrong. Riverdale is a work of art. Riverdale's it should be sold amazing. at ninety it's, million dollars in a private auction. It's fucking fantastic. I, oh yeah, River, look, Riverdale's the, the best thing I enjoy most, and I hate it so much. You know, anyway, what? I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna interject here because Jake's not here and he would have derailed the conversation about Riverdale long ago. Riverdale is a phenomenal show. Why have we not Riverdale done like an is so? Riverdale? Hey, you want to turn this podcast into a Riverdale podcast while Jake's gone? Yeah, power of attorney or something. <laughs> I worked it into the operating agreement. Cool. Um, fuck yeah. None of us okay. have signed yet. <laughs> this has been. <laughs> This has been going on for fucking too long, so i got to keep going. I also have a note here about the 13th season of It's Always Sunny. It's called Sunny the 13th. The poster makes it look like a horror thing. It's not. There's nothing horror-related in the 13th season. Um, so then the movie that I'm going to talk about today is a screener we got offered to us because we're a professional media organization Woo. for a little flick called Dead Squad, colon, Temple of the Undead. Okay. That sounds promising. Uh, um. I gotta Movies tell you what, with I enjoyed colons it. in them frequently go well. I enjoyed it. I think this is this is fully available now on VOD. It's like one ninety nine to rent on Amazon and a little bit more other places. And if you're looking for a movie to just throw on, I wouldn't say like sit down and focus on this movie. <laughs> um, there's this movie combines Nazis, zombies, snakes, spiders, various other monsters, oh, slashers. Cool. It's uh, got a lot going on. A lot of twists in this thing. And Gotta keep up. There aren't, there aren't any twists. You'll see everything coming a mile away, except for a couple of things. Where you're like, okay, the tone of this movie just changed dramatically. But uh, not particularly well acted, but the effects are laudable for what they did, and they went for some stuff, man. I Look, it's not a great movie, but it was. I, I had fun watching it. 
Give us um, a give us a comp in quality. What's the uh, like? What should we expect when we look at this thing? Fuck, that's hard. Not necessarily um, story wise, just overall film quality. What does it remind okay. you of? Kind of like the ruins. Oh, okay. So taking it solid, taking itself, taking itself a lot less seriously than the ruins, and doing a lot more practical effects than the ruins. Okay, but I'd say like I enjoyed it about that much, and I think it's gonna. I mean, certainly not. Uh, it's not as good a movie as the ruins. I don't want to compare it in that way. Yeah, we're not talking about. We're just like, talking about pure film quality, just what it lo- what it's like to look at. Yes, yes, yeah. I would compare it to that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, they they have some they had some budget, I think. It was it's and and look, I had fun watching it and especially this feels like it'd be one where uh it's it's be perfect to throw on if you got a bunch of people around and you're all drinking and you want something to halfway pay attention to. This is this is like chief amongst them cuz you're going to look up and you're going to see like there's an MK Ultra thing in the beginning, which is Ooh, weird. Nice. Um, yeah, but then you're gonna you're gonna see like literal zombies, uh, literal Nazis, Nazi zombies, other monsters, snake people. You're gonna see a lot of stuff going on in this movie. MK Ultra had literally nothing to do with zombies by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and from watching this movie, it doesn't appear to at the beginning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, look, they they went for some stuff here, man, and it's kind of fun. I like. I'm not going to say go out and watch this, but if you're bored and looking for something to throw on that you're going to have a good time watching some gore, it's you're going to have you. You could do worse than this. And how can you find it? Where is it? Uh, it's VOD platforms. Like it's on Vudu, it's on Google Play, it's on iTunes, and it's on Amazon uh, for a dollar ninety nine to rent. I think I didn't have to pay for it, Mark. Oh, so that's Dead Squad, <laughs> Temple of the Undead. Yes. Colon, uh, before of the we undead. transition, I got a question for you, Jack. Yes, sir. From Reader's Digest. What do you call a running turkey? Oh, God. Gobble. This is going to be infuriating. It's just going to be eight minutes of silence while I try to think of the punchline. Fast Fucking food. Tell me. It's fast food. God damn it. Okay, we got... God damn it. Way to ruin it going to the feature presentation. Yeah, dude. Over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 2008's Thanksgiving. Now, Mark, I think it's important to note here that it's all one word, Thanksgiving, no space, but killing is capitalized for some reason. Exactly, yeah. It's a mid-word capitalization. I don't know why I feel it's important, but I do feel it's important. It's a trivia note on the IMDb page, so it is important. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the, the, uh, there's a trivia note that says the appropriate treatment is Thanksgiving, <laughs> one word, capital K. Now, I don't know why we ended up watching this. I mean, because we're on a quest to watch Thanksgiving movies around Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. Let's let's pause on that point before we get to anything else. It's because there are exactly two Thanksgiving-themed movies. As far as we can tell. The other one we watched last year is not Thanksgiving-themed. It just has the word poultry in the title and is yes, about like a, like a chicken. fast food franchise. It's about franchise. Chi- a chicken restaurant, yeah. So this is uh, the lone definitive Thanksgiving movie, which is preposterous. And so we can definitively say there are no good Thanksgiving horror movies. <laughs> well, we haven't I mean, gotten to ratings yet, so I don't. Yeah, want to spoil review anything. spoilers, but uh, feel comfortable. Uh, it is kind of weird. There's a lot of Christmas stuff. There's a lot of Halloween stuff. There's fucking like July Fourth stuff. There's, there is. But there are, I nothing. tried to find a Hanukkah. Remember when we tried to find a Hanukkah horror movie, and the best I could find was that movie called like Gollum or Golem or something that that never actually came out, from what I can tell. I'm surprised there isn't something called like Hana Kill or something. There yeah. should be. Well, okay. Uh, copyrighted. We nailed it. 
Done. Coming soon Trade from secret. A to Z Horror Productions. <laughs> We're going to stab people with menorahs. Okay, so we've picked this one and we found it. Uh, there's also like a, a fake Thanksgiving horror movie inside of another movie, right? Well, yeah, that's the trailer within Death or uh, not Death House. Fuck the uh, it's the Grindhouse movies. Grindhouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which is phenomenal in its own right. We should probably yeah, just review it's... that two minute trailer. Frankly, <laughs> tune in next year <laughs> when that's the only piece of horror Thanksgiving content we have left to talk about. So we picked Thanksgiving. Correct. Uh, it's free on Amazon Prime. It's important to note. Yes, it is. I think this was, in even in 2008, VOD releases weren't a thing, and I think this was released on YouTube or something from what I could tell. I did, I'll tell you, I did a lot of work to try and figure out how much this movie has actually grossed, and being that it was only made for whatever you said earlier, 3,000-something, I saw like 1,800 or something like that. I still struggle to understand whether or not this movie has actually made any money. I feel like it has to have, right? They sold some DVDs, and if a DVD is going to cost you, what, let's say eight bucks a pop, they have to have made money. Okay. So, at best, they got their money back. At worst, they got their money back. At best, they uh, they might have tripled up on their three grand They, they might have made almost ten grand off this. <laughs> yeah. Look, that's some spending money. That'll get you by for, like, four well, months in today's economy. Well, then, I, also, I would also bet Amazon gave them, I don't know, Amazon probably kicked them... 10 15 grand just make this free on prime i have no idea how any of that shit works I, and i mean frankly it's it's deliberately hard to find that type of information because it matters in their negotiations with future movies like this but yeah right. i mean i wouldn't be surprised you could tell me that they were paid a million dollars or you could tell me that they were paid like they got a high five and free shipping for a month I would bet you any amount of money they were not paid a million dollars, but I understand the point you're making. Up to a hundred grand, I would totally believe. Okay, so that's that's where we're okay. So we're talking anywhere between a high five and a hundred grand. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty good investment for three thousand bucks. What's a high five worth to you? Uh, three grand. Okay. That's I don't good, look. I don't get out of bed for anything less than a high five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mark, we haven't talked about how we're going to handle the 30-second plot synopsis. No, we have not. I honestly, regardless of who does this, I'm su- I'm going to be surprised if it takes us more than about five seconds. Yeah, how about this? Give me 10 seconds on the clock. I'll fucking do this shit in 10 seconds. And okay. If I can't, then you you do it. Okay, All here right? we go. I'll just, I'll just take over at 10 seconds and finish off whatever you have. All right. There's a turkey on Indian burial grounds. It kills people. It gets resurrected. It calls people bitches. And then it kills a bunch of teens in the modern day. And then the teens kill it. <laughs> uh, they don't, though. But the then point. they don't because there's actually a sequel. It's Thanks Killing 3. They skipped 2, which is an A to Z <laughs> horror trope. Uh, I didn't realize that was our thing. But. Yeah, they stole it from us in the past. So then there's Thanks Killing 3 in space, also available on Amazon Prime. And now we're at 30 seconds. Hey. <laughs> uh, not a lot of plot to this movie. No, it's uh, pretty straightforward. Turkey kills people. The turkey gets resurrected from a dog urinating on a totem, on a Native American totem. Yeah. That is honestly yeah. the most believable part of this movie. <laughs> but it was already a demon turkey back in the past, too, right? Because, like, I honestly had heard nothing about this movie, didn't know anything about it, and the opening eight seconds of this movie are 
uh, bare breasts and this fucking turkey saying, nice tits, bitch. So here's the like, thing. That's the movie. Okay, we're watching this kind of movie. The opening sequence of the movie is almost like Star Wars-esque text scroll it's not scrolling so i guess i shouldn't say star wars esque but it, there's like it's a, a text, lot there's a text dump of story and then almost as if the movie is apologizing to us for making us read for like 10 seconds there's just bare boobs on the screen there sure are yeah and that is a uh, i mean that was filmed with uh oh god what's her name this is great wanda lust running through a park why does she have her breasts exposed no idea. Not Never explained. Clarifies. Nope. She just has her breasts exposed. Sure does. Yep. It was filmed. This is the like one of the top IMDb things. It was filmed in a park without a permit. And you know what? As a, I think we're a pro permitting podcast. Uh, I'm pretty upset about this. <laughs> Look, you gotta get you gotta get your filming permits. But at the same time, you gotta go against the man. Ooh. Yeah, that's we are anti-man but pro permits. That's hard. That's a hard thing to reconcile. It's a hard line to walk. Look, we'll deal with that later. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, before we deal with that, should we deal with what the movie does right? Oh, no, oh, we oh! Deal no, no, with no, no, what no. the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits into? Slasher. Boom, nailed it. Uh, supernatural. Boom, nailed it. Holiday. Boom, nailed it. Um. F- fuck. I don't <laughs> like it. Boom, nailed it. <laughs> okay, that's all of them. We did fuck, it. Fuck, I don't Woo! like it is the subgenre. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, that's a fair assessment. Uh, and also, we skipped over another thing. I, it turns out Jake is also on rails to keep us on track of the normal segments. So, uh, What was your it's history of this movie? Have you seen this before? I haven't. I have, I've heard of it, but... No, I, I said I'd, I'd heard the title... Thanks, killing. I had never. I didn't even know. Like, I kind of assumed it was comedy, but I didn't know that to be the case. Yeah. Okay. I mean, same boat. Hadn't seen it. I've heard about it quite a bit. Interestingly, all of my friends who hate horror have all seen this movie and have been dogging me to watch it for quite a long time. Jesus. So now we have, and I hope all of you are listening. You can point them right to this episode, episode 111. I hope you got through the half hour of us talking about other shit beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, Mark, what does this movie do right? Uh, So the music is awesome throughout. The music's great. There's like this weird like techno synthy thing that happens that I really was digging on, especially in the beginning. I like the music for the most part. They use a couple of like unknown, but clearly or licensed. Maybe I mean I assume they licensed them, but like actual like songs in the kind of heavy metal arena. Um, oh yeah, I mean that too. But I was I was specifically talking about like I don't know what they call it, but Turkey's theme where there's it's just yeah. synthy. It's very good. There's yeah. one part kind of later on in the movie where clearly one of the actors is singing the song, and it's an original composition, and that shit sucks. Uh, it doesn't even like serve the joke they're trying to make. Well, I mean, look, let's talk about that. But no, let's not talk about that. It's going to come up later. This movie is very unfocused in what jokes it's trying to make. <laughs> yeah, Press pause on unclear. that one. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you that the turkey theme is good. Uh, okay. Uh, you know what else it does right? What? It's 66 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, there's a beer for that, as a matter of fact, that I already drank. Yeah, it it. I mean, to be frank with you, it did overstay its welcome a little bit with me. It, this is the longest sixty six minutes of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, God yeah. Damn. It's hard to watch a movie that is 
an hour long and say, wow, this could have been cut down by 60%. A lot. This is a, this would be, this would be a fucking amazing short. Yes. I, this realistically, if you want to turn this thing into a movie, we're going like into the realm of Netflix something. I mean, this needs to be in the don't watch this segment of the Netflix thing that we talked about earlier, where it's just like, there's a 35 minute long horror short. That'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but that's something it did right. It wasn't any longer than that. I mean, frankly, I don't even think it got the runtime right, but it got the runtime. It aired on the right side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if this thing were two hours, that would be a. I I think I would have turned it off and lied about watching the rest of it. Uh, I probably would have too. <laughs> <laughs> would have made the thirty second plot synopsis much harder. They make that fucking Jean Benet Ramsey joke how many times? Twice. I don't. They make it to- twice. Which Two I feel different like, instances, but they make it four times, I think. I, I only counted twice, but I think twice is the appropriate number because it's like they didn't know if they were going to include the original scene, so then they decided to do it again, which I feel yeah. like is also pretty similar to how like your brain works when you think you have a good joke and you say it and you don't know who heard it. And then no, you don't get the reaction you want, so you, yeah. and maybe so people like, oh, didn't really... Exactly. I don't think anyone heard it. So then you wait like five minutes and then the exact same topic of conversation is still happening. So then you throw it back out again and then everyone just kind of looks at you because you already made the joke. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. That's, ex- yep. Uh, and to that point, I I mean, I, I kind of liked it in the context of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it better the second time than the first time. I can't comment on which one I preferred. <laughs> uh, we've touched on this already. The fact that this is the only Thanksgiving movie horror movie is mark like notable right yes that's definitely notable um that's the whole point that this thing has actually made money probably like at least a hundred million dollars as we talked about earlier yeah probably at least probably at least yeah license print money yeah i don't understand Uh, to get we've belabored this point I don't understand why Thanksgiving doesn't have any more. Thanksgiving is one of the scariest holidays. You're trapped in a room with a bunch of people who disagree with you. Why is there not more horror around that? Oh, shit. What about like a The Invitation style movie about a Thanksgiving dinner? The Invitation is basically a Thanksgiving movie. (laughs) It just happens to be set in the summer and have nothing to do with giving thanks. Fuck yeah. But I kind of see what you're saying. It's cool. And and, uh, here's the other thing I like about this movie. This is clearly... Unlike Poultrygeist, you can see like the the love and joy that went into making this. It looked like they're having fun, and it's such a low budget. They're like they were just doing it, and I appreciate that. I like people that go out and fucking make something. So that's interesting that's cool. you said that because I Poultrygeist was a lot of things, but it was not joyless. I I feel like everyone involved in the making of that movie enjoyed themselves. See, I did, Poltergeist just felt so much like it's just relying on such stupid things that there was nothing else going on. And this movie at least felt like they're all the worst actor I've ever seen, but they're trying. Yeah, it, it has. I mean, Poltergeist has the trauma train behind it where like, yeah, it's low budget, but like they have people. They have right. a loyal fan base They're They kind of know what they're doing. This is people stumbling blindly through the darkness. This came out of fucking nowhere. The yeah. movie was the 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 tagline for the movie was made before the script was made. So they're, they're just like, they're just trying to find their way. Yeah. Much yeah, yeah. like the topless pilgrim in the first part of the movie. <laughs> they're just trying to find and, their way out of the woods. And while I don't know that that's something the movie does right, I do appreciate it. I think, I mean, yeah, it has, it has heart. 
You know, it does have heart. If has- yeah, this player, this movie could be a player on a Gene Hackman football team at halftime. It's got to yes. have heart. Yes. Another thing this movie does right is if you take the six best jokes from this, those are pretty good jokes. They are. The whole thing. Of, I specifically wrote a 505 years is actually a pretty funny take on like the weird resonance of things happening. But also yep. my boyfriend was a pilgrim and then yes. pause. No, he wasn't. <laughs> that really- got like a legit belly laugh out of me. There are some good jokes here. I also really like the gag of the turkey wearing the dad's rubber face and them con- mistaking it for the dad. That shit was hilarious. That was the last thing I had written down for Does Right. The The sheriff mask is kind of hilarious. It, it is straight so up like great. weird slapstick absurdism that works for some reason works it's, perfectly in my brain. It was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, that part was great. I 100% agree. Is there anything else that you want to talk about in the movie does right before we go to does middle? Yeah, I think for 3500 bucks, the turkey puppet, I think it has to be a puppet, is good, is is well made, and moves well. Um, and then the effects are like... Moves well is a bit of a claim, but sure, okay. <laughs> but like when they pull the tongue apart too, it it's weird looking, but it... I mean, they did. They tried to do some stuff practically. It'd be like if somebody gave you and I a thousand dollars to replicate a tongue being ripped out of a mouth. Like we could go to the grocery store and figure out something to do. We'd do it, and we'd figure I've, out something fun. I gotta tell you, Jack. I feel like we would nail the hell out of that task. Yeah, we probably would. <laughs> and I mean, I guess that is that is something we probably ought to talk about. The effects are specifically not good, but in general. Uh, they're laudable. They are laudable. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? They, did, they went out. They did They did their best with $1,000. This is like a pretty solid effects movie for that. Total. Yeah. So that's another thing it does right, I'm going to say. I don't have anything else it does right. Okay. That takes us to does middle. I have one thing, and we already kind of talked about it. Why is the sheriff's mustache fake? Why can't that guy grow a mustache? This is fascinating. I I was captivated every time he was on scene. I didn't give a shit what he was saying or what the actor was doing, but I am 99% confident they just glued a mustache to that guy's face and expected us not to notice. Yeah, they very clearly did. I don't know why. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it's it's like it's as weird as them deciding to CG on CG off a mustache of Henry Cavill and Superman. It's weird. Why the fuck are you doing that? It's look. It's one thing. Actually, it's a lot of things. It's one. I, mean, thing I know why a, they were doing that. I kind of like that Henry Cavill refused to shave his mustache. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was. It wasn't he refused to. Right. It was Mission Impossible had higher priorities on his contracts. He needed to do reshoots for Superman. Sure. They that. actually, they, the the two studios sued each other to make him shave his mustache. That's a real court action that existed. I'm, <laughs> that's amazing. I'm going to go ahead and guess, though, that uh, the guy who played the sheriff. Didn't Chuck have Lamb another role. In this, he was not also in Mission Impossible. <laughs> uh, so they asked him to grow a mustache. I Here's the thing. I don't know if they asked him to grow a mustache and he couldn't, or they were like, your character's going to have a mustache. And he was like, oh, I can just grow a mustache. And they said, no, we need to replicate your mustache on a fake turkey mask. So we're just going to glue one on you. That might be it. I mean, probably what it was is your character has a mustache. Okay, cool. I'll start to grow one. Uh, no, we're filming tonight at six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. There's, there's probably a lot of factors at play here. 
And that's why I put this in does middle because I find that, I mean, honestly, I want to see a documentary entirely focused around this mustache. <laughs> it ultimately short, detracts a short from the immersion, but it is well, fascinating. Does it detract from the immersion, though? Because you have to have some immersion to be taken out of it. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I gave it a 10. I'm, uh, this is the most immersed I've ever been in a movie. <laughs> so that's what it does middle. Yeah. And that takes us to what it does wrong. We are firing through this. For the fact that our rocking our horror worlds was 30 minutes long, <laughs> we're going to be through the movie sooner than we got ta- <laughs> We got done ta- rambling about the things we watched in the last two weeks. Well, look, we absolutely need to acknowledge this is going to be a longer episode than the movie is. <laughs> so, whoops. I feel like that's a win for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the acting. Well, I mean, let's, let's just be real here. It's most things. Almost everything is what this movie does wrong. But the the acting is immediate, and it's terrible. And it's not helped by the fact that everything is shot in extreme close-up. Most of this movie is a shot wherein the actor who is talking, their head takes up 70% of the screen. Yeah. There aren't any shots. I, I started to notice this throughout the film. There aren't any shots where like everyone's on screen at the same time. There's an establishing shot where people are standing next to each other, and then they just zoom in on the individual people who are talking. Which maybe the DP didn't know how to, like, adjust focus quickly enough to get tracking shots or whatever. You don't... No, no, no. You just cut to the shots where there's two people (laughs) in frame, or you have the whole establishing shot just remain and people talking to each other. The thing is, like, that really hurts on-screen chemistry because it makes it seem like no one is on set at the same time. It, it makes it seem like that episode, that season of Arrested Development where they all shot independently. Yeah, which was a bad season. Terrible. Yeah. Um, my guess is that it was hard to get people, everyone to get their lines right at the same time. So they just shot someone reading all of their lines and then had the next person up and they shot that person reading all of their lines and then they just edited it together. It's like the worst version of a Judd Apatow movie. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know what that means. Judd, I mean, famously, all of those movies are like mostly unscripted, and the comedians just riff for like hours, and the editor has to spend hours and hours and hours. No, okay, so that's out the, the exact opposite, though, right? Where you have the the reason Judd Apatow movies work is because the two people on screen have chemistry together and they're riffing off of each other. This is the oh, exact okay. opposite of that. Yeah, we're talking about a classic reverse Judd Apatow situation. (laughs) It's a classic reverse Judd Apatow, (laughs) which would be a Wattapadudge. Oh, God, listener, I wish you could see the consternation on Mark's face while he tried to come up with that. It took you less time than I expected. I'm not sure you're right. It's a classic Wattapadudge. (laughs) Classic Wattapadudge. Woof. Um, On that note... There's this thing is edited with a machete. It's terrible. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, they leave scenes going on for four seconds longer than they need to. When you can tell the actors have stopped moving and like doing their thing, and then sometimes they start a scene with an actor almost in the middle of a word. Yeah, there's there's so many unnecessary cuts, and it's not like. <laughs> I mean, look. There are some 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 points. Like, go back, go back and watch the Roxanne sequence in Moulin Rouge. There are like a hundred and fifty cuts. With you the said first that minute. like that's a normal thing. I should know what it is. The Roxanne sequence in Moulin Rouge. What the fuck are you talking about? You would know if you've seen the movie Moulin Rouge. 
that is a great they play example. The police. What was that? They play the police. Yeah, the, there's a dude actually Jose Feliciano who voices one of the characters covers Roxanne from the police for Moulin Rouge. Oh, I thought I was um, making a joke there. No, so uh, they do that cover, and there's a tango that's going on, and they have about 150 cuts that happen within the span of about a minute of film. And frankly, if you're watching it, you're you don't even really see all the cuts. It's more than a cut a second, right? Like it's more than a cut every half second. But you don't really even like your brain doesn't even comprehend it because it's like cut together so perfectly. That that's the one I go back to all the time. Of like fast cuts are fine, but they need to be purposeful and like serve the overall scene this is just this is the exact opposite this is a bunch of fast cuts and they make no sense and they're just focusing on weird shit and this one's like a a marvel movie action scene you know what i mean zinger yeah nailed it um (laughs) (laughs) gonna have to recover from that one real quick but yeah i mean there's probably just as many cuts in this movie but none of them are inserted. I think, honestly, it was literally just like them picking stuff up of like, this is from this reel and this is from this reel and we have to fit this all together somehow. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on the writing of this movie. Okay. So we talked about there are funny jokes in here. Yes. But Some. on the most part, this thing is a goddamned mess. Well, and we talked about this earlier, right? Like if you use the same joke twice why what why and i mean it's clearly trying to do the cabin in the woods thing of these like you know archetypal teenagers but it does just a miserable job of it there's no connection or reason for it these people wouldn't ever be friends or come together yeah that's a good point they have this dude this like weird nerd guy who's just part of their crew None of them he says like he's best him. friends with the fat redneck for some fucking reason yeah but then they all kind of hate him and they've never met him before, except for the redneck. It's it's tough. It's a and, tough one. And the like and, and it's also so on the nose with a lot of the jokes they make, right? Like the the slut character. She's it it's just it's aggressive, right? They make those jokes in Cabin in the Woods, but they make them through not having the other characters just say it's harder to close your legs than a Jean Benet Ramsey case. Twice. Twice. <laughs> so I'm willing to give it a little bit of an excuse for that one. We can't all be Cabin in the Woods level well, I know, of writing. But it, it's and not the fact that they're level. riffing on the slutty character being the slutty character tropic tropically? Tropically? <laughs> I it, it, hap- it, it came out before meta was really a thing, or maybe in the middle of meta being a thing. But it, I mean I, I'm not as upset about since that. The goddamn Muppets. So, Jack, are you saying that Stadler and Waldorf would have been fans of this movie? It's not. I mean, I don't think Stadler and Waldorf are fans of anything, right? They love okay, to make fun fair. of it. They're the they're the Mystery Science Theater three thousand guys of this movie. Wow, we have unpacked this peanut. Yes, we should sure to a have high been. level. Look, what I'm saying is. I don't appreciate the way the writing works here. I understand they're trying to do a meta thing, but they had nothing to say about it. It was just like, hey, aren't these tropes? Boy, these sure are tropes. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's dealt with the subtleness of a sledgehammer, but I, yeah, okay, I'm not giving them any credit for it. It is, it is pretty bullshit. Here's one other thing that pissed me off. Anytime anyone yells, their mics saturate. They, yeah. 
Yeah, it's just them. Which and look, you and I don't have a, a huge way to talk about audio quality of recordings. But you know what? You know what our mics don't do that we spent not that much money on. Yeah, they don't saturate. It's not yeah. that hard to record. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, overall, this movie does sound good, which I suppose deserves a little bit of an accolade. But I mean, come on. If you're going to have a horror movie where people are screaming, maybe figure out what mics to use or maybe just turn down the levels in general when someone's about to scream. Yeah. I, I also get that this is a movie that you're not supposed to worry about the plot, right? It's just an excuse to have a bunch of slashings and a wisecrack in Turkey and all that stuff. But this has nothing. Nothing. And it doesn't do a good enough job of like a clever enough thing. You know, a lot of movies do that where there's like, and you don't need to fucking worry about it. This doesn't do that. Hey Jack. I don't, I don't like, I don't like any aspect of it. I don't like where the Turkey comes from. I don't like that. The Turkey appears to be a native American. Somehow. I thought it murdered all the native American. Oh no, no, no. It was raised by the necromancer. Oh, let's talk about, that's another thing. Native Americans just have necromancers now. It's pretty racist. Yeah, it, it also goes into the whole we stole your land. Yeah, but we gave you casinos and and yeah, and that was good enough for a while. What the fuck are you talking about? Why are you do? Why is this? Why are you engaging? Nobody asked you to engage in this discourse. Why have you started spouting off racist stuff against Native Americans? It's crazy. Nobody told you to go down that path. I felt like it was a pretty obvious path to go down. No, I didn't. I, I don't. I'm not. I shouldn't engage you on this joke. I shouldn't play devil's advocate. This is a fucking bullshit movie. It's it. Yeah. It's. I don't understand why that line of anything needed to come up. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Jack, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. This is for this is for Jake. Why does a pilgrim's pants always fall down? Something something, tricorner hat. Because they wear their belt buckle on their hat. God damn it. I got kind of hey, close with close. the hat thing. You were pretty close. You said the word hat. Yeah. So that's that's almost all the way Look, there. Look, I'm, I'm saying the first thing that pops into my head because I legitimately would just sit here in silence and think of until I got to the punchline. And I would not edit that down. This would be a eight-hour-long <laughs> podcast, mostly silence of Jack pontificate, not pontificating. I don't know what word I'm searching for. Thinking about the answer <laughs> to the question. You couldn't think of the word Nitpicks. words. <laughs> Uh, okay, as long as we can say that it does a lot of other things wrong, too. Oh, I mean, yeah, it does everything wrong. Every single thing about this movie is wrong. Cool. Uh, I don't have a lot of nitpicks, but one that stands out to me a lot is the last zinger line, I, I guess, right? Before the turkey comes back. She kills it by saying, peck on somebody your own size. Uh-huh. The turkey has been pecking on people of exclusively the same size for the whole movie. I'll She's no better. differently sized than anyone. The turkey has been pecking on people of much larger size. Larger size. size. It's been punching up. It's yeah. such a stu I get that you're I get that it's a pun, but it's such a stupid pun. It is it I mean, this entire movie is one long stupid pun. Hey, question. Why is the turkey aware of cranberry sauce if it's been asleep for 505 years? I can guarantee you they didn't have f- cranberry sauce at the original Thanksgiving. Why is the... Uh, God. Why does the turkey speak like a m- mid-90s fucking shitbird in the 1700s? A mid-90s shitbird? Yeah. Okay. When he says, nice tits, bitch. Yeah, that's true. Hey, Jack. What key has legs and can't open doors? 
fuck, fuck. Uh, God, watching the gears turn is the best oh. part of all this, listener. I wish we had a oh. live Twitter show. Oh, damn it! I can't get there. It's a turkey. A turkey. Fuck! fuck. God damn! That's so stupid. You said turkey like four times in that sentence, so I decided to ask world. it. Oh God! Oh no! Oh, my brain is broken. This fucking peach beer has ruined me. Uh, (laughs) It'll do that. Uh, In the gas, grass, or ass scene, where does the turkey get his shotgun from? He also pulls a cigar out of nowhere and starts smoking it. Why is the random driver happy to just fuck a turkey that talks at him? Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Valid point. Look, if I pulled over, first off, I wouldn't pull over for a turkey on the side of the road. I don't know why that happens. Oh, well, if because I... that that dude, you know what? Poverty America is a real thing, right? Like, that dude wants to feed his family turkey. Turkeys are expensive. So, There's a there turkey wanting to hitch a ride. You lay your turkey. Hop in. I, get, I get wanting to pull over for a turkey and slitting its throat. I yeah. get that. Uh-huh. But if I pulled over for a turkey and it's talked at me, I would not say ass, grass, or gas, your choice. I would say, um... So you can talk. Well, and beyond that, you uh, probably wouldn't choose ass if it offered it to you. Why the fuck does he just want to... Well, okay, I'm not choosing in this point. He gives the turkey the choice, right? I'm not giving the turkey the choice because I have no interest in the turkey's anus. I think it's a cloaca at that point. I think that's in the throat. It's not. Okay. Continue with your rant, whatever you were saying. (laughs) Why does he want to fuck a turkey? Well, yeah, I mean... This is a very terribly written movie. That's why. It's not good. It's My not. point is this turkey can conjure things as if from nowhere. So not only is this a talking beast, but it appears to have the superpowers of Sagan, Bag, and Barry. Well, okay. You're not going to comment on Sagan, Bag, and Barry? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, there's another part of this movie. I mean, uh, look, I got, I got real deep with the nitpicks. I immersed myself into the world that these people were trying to paint. There's a character in this movie named Billy. He's one of the main characters. He's dressed entirely in camo and yet people can see him. Think about that. Mark. What? What? I'm saying that the level of an intellectual, like integrity of this movie is such that if you dress a character in camo, I feel <laughs> so like that you are obligated to have the rest of the characters of the movie not be able to see him. And I'll tell you what, now that you say, I thought it was stupid, but it isn't. Because they can't tell the difference between the turkey wearing the cop's face and the cop. Exactly they should my also point. not be able to, you know what, that'd be a hilarious gag too. Yeah. If Missed they kept opportunity. Losing yeah. They real fucked up. Yep. I have no other nitpick. This whole thing is one giant nitpick. I have one last nitpick that I want to talk about. All right. Which is that I just want to talk about, in general, the naming convention of the turkey. So, okay. Does it turkey, have a name? The, the turkey does have a name. Its name is turkey, spelled T-U-R-K-I-E. How do you know this? And that's how it's credited on IMDb. They've talked about it at length in many different interviews the creators of the movie have it's also in the trivia page it's all over the place it's also featured in the movie because the people who are in the characters in the film stop referring to the turkey as the turkey they just refer to him or her as turkey okay so they don't say 
the turkey is back. They say turkey is back. And then in the credits, they arbitrarily decide to call it T-U-R-K-I-E. So my question is, there was a decision in the world of this movie to name the turkey turkey with an I-E. And everyone just signed off on it. And it was not on screen. Yeah, that's annoying. It's really fucking annoying. (laughs) (laughs) What? Give the turkey a name. Call it Jedediah. Call it Ezekiel. Call it something that's like typical of 505-year-old turkeys. Yeah. All all 505-year-old turkeys are called Jedediah. All of them. Or Ezekiel. Those are the two names. (laughs) That's the best nitpick I was able to come up with. Okay. Look, it's yep. fair. Uh, for me, it's too it's it's too much to nitpick this movie a lot. It's true. This, this movie is one giant nitpick. Why did the turkey cross the road? To get to the other side. Because it was the chicken's day off. Boom! Let's go to ratings. It's the land of milk and honey, but you better have good If you're looking for a house in California. We, over at A to Z Horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, the give that Jim Harbaugh would rate the likelihood that Alex Smith has confidence issues. I think it's just a lot of gobble-gobble turkey, you know? What is gobble-gobble turkey? Just gobble-gobble-gobble turkey from jive turkey gobblers, you know? And for 10, the give that George Simmons would rate how memorable this Thanksgiving is going to be. I swear to you. This will be your most memorable Thanksgiving, the one that you'll want the rest of your life, the one that you say, man, it was never as good as that night. Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Mark, this wasn't your pick, but why don't you rate for story anyway? It kind of was my pick. I cajoled you guys into watching it. I gave it a one and well, a half. fuck you. Uh, I gave it a one and a half. Basically, uh, literally what I wrote under ratings was just give it a half point better than everything I gave Poultrygeist, and that's what I'm going <laughs> to fall back on. I gave Poultrygeist a one. This one gets a one and a half. Yeah, look, I gave it a two just because this is the Thanksgiving movie. They have to get credit for that. Uh-huh. And there are, uh, I mean, you know, there's characters that interact with each other. There's a without, story here. There isn't. Without that, it deserves a one. But it is a Thanksgiving horror movie. There is between one half and one point of story in here. Yes. Yes. That's a world. We're World building and immersion is their second category. Mark, what's the world building and immersion score? Uh, I gave a Poltergeist one. I gave this one a one and a half. <laughs> this is not immersive, except for the points where you're kind of giggling at the fact that the thing's wearing a clay sheriff mask with a super glued on mustache. That's kind of funny. It's exactly was- one half point worth of funny. Look, that was enough for me to bump it up to a two. The the few <laughs> scenes of comedy in here, there are some legitimately great jokes in here. And Jack, those few you, scenes, are you still refusing to give half point scores? Yes, always. Okay, have. so so the difference here is that I'm willing to give a half point in Jack's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two. Scare factor is our third category. Mark, what's your scare factor score? Well, I gave uh, Poultry Guys a one. I gave this one a one and a half. It's not scary. <laughs> No, I gave it a one. I couldn't. I couldn't bump it up from Poltergeist. Here. Ooh, Mister Brave over and here. And I think. I think I even gave Poltergeist a higher score than a one. Frankly, I, I don't remember. I can't look that up at the time. But I do think that like the the vomiting and gore was a little bit more frightening in Poltergeist. You gave so Poltergeist a, a two. Yeah, so this is a one. It's worse you gave than Poltergeist. Poltergeist twice as scary as Thanksgiving. I agree with that. I okay. retain that. 
our uh, actually our scale is logarithmic. I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but ten times is scary. <laughs> Effects or judicious lack thereof. We are breezing through these categories. That's our penultimate category. <laughs> There's not a lot to say about this movie. Um, <laughs> uh, look, like I said earlier, my let my, me slow down because I have been speaking quickly. <laughs> The only thing I said under ratings was just give it a half point better than Poltergeist for everything. So, denotatively, I'm giving this a two because I gave the effects score for Poltergeist a one and a half. And that's objectively wrong, by the way. Um, It is because, I mean, this is probably worse. This should actually be a, a half point worse than Poltergeist. Poltergeist actually like went for it. They did a lot more shit. I'm changing this. Oh, I'm doing it live. I think this is a one. Fuck it. Purely because I've pigeonholed myself into giving this things relating to Poltergeist. It's a one. This is the fucking worst effects movie ever. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's bad. I gave it a three. It okay. isn't. I mean, they, for especially for a thirty-five hundred dollar budget. But even beyond that, the I don't hate the way the turkey looks. I think it serves the purposes of the movie. You're wrong, and I feel like you're gonna regret that. I'm giving it a three. It's not a good score. But I also kind of like the way the tongue happened. You kind of like the way the tongue happened. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I honestly don't. Do you not remember the turkey pecking the tongue guy's tongue out of his mouth, like pulling it, stretching it out? That was, okay, that was actually pretty good. That was better yeah. than we could do with a bunch of ground beef that we got from Winco. Sure, but they did it. So they did do it. They did. It's a three. Good for them. They did the damn thing. Yep. Yeah. Overall, I guess I'm I'm dehear- I'm demoralized here, disheartened. Overall, I I gave it a one and a half. Overall or judicious lack thereof. This is a judicious lack thereof movie. With the overall in that it category, shouldn't. in that it in, just in that it overall should just not have happened. They um, judiciously elected to only waste sixty six minutes of my time. <laughs> yeah, really did. I gave it a one and a half, which is a half point better than I gave Poltergeist. This movie fucking sucks. I gave it a two because it's not as bad as Poltergeist, but it is not good. Yeah. I yeah. fully agree with that. And I think, again, we're just in agreement because you refuse to give half-point scores. Yes, because we don't have a 20-point scale. No, we have a 10-point scale, but it's continuous. It's continuous and infinite. It's differentiable, Jack. Okay, Jesus. It's actually an 11-point scale because I can give zeros. <laughs> yeah, it's an 11-point scale for you. It's a 10-point scale for the rest of us. Where a five and a half one, is the fucking... I, you can't give an average score. That's the problem with our scale, Jack. I can give one zero to a movie that absolutely didn't deserve it. So, for the record, you can give a zero on a one to ten scale, but also you can't give a five and a half, which is actually the average of our scale. Well, sure, but the average doesn't mean average. The average does. The average does mean average. That's what average means. Not in terms of grading. But it does, though. It's the middle no. part. Um. Then fifty percent should be a passing grade, and it fucking isn't. I'll tell you. Assuming that from uh, no, no, that would be assuming that we have reviewed all movies always, which does not happen because the ones that suck. Teachers haven't graded into- all students always. Sure, they have. No, they haven't. Yeah, they have. They it's part of teacher haven't. school. What do you think they get their degree in when they go to do teacher school? Do you want school? me to start naming teachers that haven't graded me? Because I'll do it. <laughs> uh, I would like to think that they've graded you. You just don't know about it. 
There's emails going around. You got to see this Jack kid. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This kid is a moron. He doesn't give half point <laughs> scores. I got Ernie in the room. Do we want to do this exercise? Because you have to defend watching this movie because you refuse to give half point scores. Okay. Okay. I I got a pretty good one locked and loaded here, buddy. Okay. This so is the do. Thanksgiving movie. If you're hanging out with your buddies on Thanksgiving and you want to be drinking, and on Thanksgiving night, if you're having a Friendsgiving, you want to be drinking beers and you want to be watching a horror movie, you got to throw this on. There's stuff to look at. It isn't Poultrygeist. It's not just the most clinically depressing thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm, I meant to say, uh, I don't even remember what I meant to say, but fuck, I'll say clinically depressing. Poultrygeist sucks. And here's a Thanksgiving movie you can watch with your friends and doesn't make you want to kill yourself all the time. Okay. That seemed charged on a level that it did not need to be. <laughs> um, this is a bad movie. You shouldn't watch it. You should never watch it. It shouldn't exist. I appreciate the fact that it is Thanksgiving themed, but also I don't even think it happens on Thanksgiving aside from the fact that the turkey resurrects every 505 years on Thanksgiving. They don't mention Thanksgiving. This is like the, this it is the end, Halloween of Thanksgiving th- movies. It literally ends on Thanksgiving. It literally does in the se- in the same way that Halloween does, where it's just they just sort of mention that it's Halloween. No, no, it's Thanksgiving. It, it, it ends on a Thanksgiving dinner. I think it got resurrected a couple of days early because the dog urine. Oh, I see. Well, in that case, I'm giving this a ten, and it's the best movie you should ever watch. We talked about it earlier. If you want to watch a movie on Friendsgiving relating to relating to people and that being horror, watch coherence watch uh the invitation those are both better thanksgiving friends giving not movies. thanksgiving movies but they kind of are if you think about it i would say uh, that the invitation the invitations the invitation is a pool a summer pool party the invitation is a better have you been to la i mean not right now because it's literally on fire but uh <laughs> have you been to la during november it's still pretty pool party weather ish la la land It's the land of milk and honey, but you better have good money if you're looking for a house in California. Shit, the music already happened. I don't need to be referencing songs. Uh, No, that was a a backwards compatible thing because we referenced that earlier and now you're just saying it again. Yeah, I probably referenced Keb Mo a lot. Yep. Uh, Don't watch this movie. That's what I'm saying. Here comes Ernie. Hey, guys, don't watch this movie. Mark Reeds. Okay. I don't even think Ernie's in your house anymore. No, I think you've is. lost right Ernie. Here. I think he's right here. Lost... He's right off. You can't see him. He's just outside I, of the. I think you've lost Ernie, and you're he's trying to cover He's just outside of the camera. You can't see him because I have a very, a very like narrow view webcam. I think but he's he's right Ernie. here. I'm shaking hands with him right now. <laughs> hey, Ernie. Hey, bud. Looks like you're jerking yourself off. No, 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 no. no I'm not. <laughs> Ernie, Ernie's not my dick. If that's what you're implying. <laughs> Okay, well, now we've reached an impasse here. I don't want to continue down this path. You know what? I like that we went out with a little bit of potty humor because this movie is very potty humor oriented, but not quite to the level of Poltergeist. I'll agree with that. Okay, cool. What happens now? Jake isn't here. How do we, how do we leave? <laughs> what do you call a pilgrim's vocabulary? A pilgrammer. What? <laughs> Grammar isn't even a word for vocabulary. No, nothing about that fucking makes any sense. No, I refuse to accept that. Reader's Digest, fuck yourself. <laughs> what was the turkey looking for at Toys R Us? A different turkey. Gobbleheads. Like what does bo- that mean? Like a bobblehead. 
Oh, I will give you $500 if you can go to Toys R Us and find a goddamn bobblehead there right now. Joke's on you. Toys R Us is bankrupt. Yeah, all they have is Kids R Us, and you cannot find a bobblehead there. Yeah, but this says Toys R Us. Can you please read us out? (laughs) (laughs) This has been episode 111 of the A to Z Horror Cast. Uh, If you like what you've been hearing... Go ahead and follow the links that are going to be in the bottom of this episode. Uh, Check us out on our social media networks. That's going to be Facebook or Twitter. You'll find those links down there, too. Um, And, guys, believe it or not, it actually really does help a lot if you can leave us a review on anything that you listen to this on or just tell a friend. Uh, That helps a lot, too. Um, And if you like the music you've been hearing, that's coming at you from Super Beer. That's not Super Beer. Super Bear. That's spelled like Super Bear. That link's going to be down in the description below. Next week on the podcast, we are coming at you with a little bit of a different flavor, but it will be as the full trio. We're going to be checking out a movie from the late 2000s in Reykjavik's uh, whale-watching massacre. It's also called Harpoon sometimes, I think. Uh, It's an Icelandic movie. We'll be coming at... Yep, we'll be coming at you with it. But until then, um, grab some beers, go watch some movies, and have a great week, everybody. What? Do you wear to Thanksgiving dinner? Turkey soup. A harvest. It's the end of the goddamn episode. You yep, ruined it. It's yep. the end of the podcast. You ruined it. That's over. What's the best dance to do on Thanksgiving, Jack? The chicken dance. The turkey trot. What, is that a thing? I know. As far as I can tell, it's not a thing. What do you call the age of a pilgrim? It's the pilgrimage. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the best way to stuff a turkey? From the anus. No, they went a different direction. <laughs> Serve it lots of pizza and ice cream. Jesus, I hate this.